Hey y'all, this isn't just any podcast. This is the Wellness Blueprint Podcast, where we rethink how we teach health and wellness. I'm Octavia, your collaborator in creating meaningful learning experiences. Let's get started and unpack what effective training really looks like. Welcome to the Wellness Blueprint Podcast. Um, Our guest today is Candice. She is the CEO of Live Love 500, and she's dedicated to helping stress middle middle managers find rejuvenation and re-energization. That was a mouthful. Um, (laughs) Her personal journey from a stress production manager to a holistic wellness advocate led her to empower others facing similar challenges. She has a background in exercise science and certifications in nutrition, life coaching, and personal training. She is here today to share her insights and join us for an inspiring combo. So Candace, why don't you go ahead and um, tell the audience about yourself and what led you to start um, your company, Live Love 500? All right. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my, I pretty much was very into, well, Um, health and wellness. Um, I wanted to be a doctor growing up. Um, That was always the life plan. Um, When I was in college, I was pre-med and then I, you know, exercise science was, I was on this big health boom, but I started having personal health problems, you know, all through my life when I was a teenager in college. Um, And then I never really went down that path. So, you know, I entered the workforce. Um, I have, I worked in architectural manufacturing for most of my professional career. Uh, so, and that's how I built, I actually got promoted, you know, as project manager. And then I ended up working in production management, which of course is middle management position. (laughs) Um, and in usually in those positions, you know, I tip my hats off to every middle manager out there because they, I have a feeling they are the glue Um, to many companies. uh, They help organize things, day-to-day routines. They develop teams. They have to be the motivators and, you know, they are spread thin and they are usually the ones without the support (laughs) um, to do what they need to do. So, you know, it was a very, very high demanding position to be in day in, day out. Uh, So I was experiencing a lot of stress. I had a lot of chronic pain and, you know, same as anything, go to the doctor, see what's going on. Nothing Mm -hmm. really helped. And then years and years, it would just go by like that. You know, I live in New York, so you just can't really take days off that much. You're always Mm -hmm. on work in the daily grind. And then the pandemic happened, (laughs) Um, which, you know, is a very hard reset um, for many people um, in businesses. So they took a step back and the people started evaluating their lives. I already started before um, I really started coaching, doing my self development in 2019. And then when the pandemic hit, it just sort of fell right into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally it's it, it all kind of happened all at once. I was just trying to find a purpose you know, I wanted to heal myself. There was so much going on with my body. There was a lot of fear going on in the world around us and companies were changing. Um, 
and everyone had very different experiences with that. So for Live Love 500, you know, I started studying about, um, you know, mindset work. I really, instead of just dabbling, like what that really entailed and, and then it sort of just led me into health coaching and I started using that as a production manager. And this year, that's how it kind of all came together. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. I, I also, I used to be a health and life coach as well. <laughs> so um, I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, so my focus now is on training and development mm -hmm. um, within the wellness sector. Mm -hmm. So my next question is, how do you think wellness coaching helps with learning and training in companies, especially for team leaders? Team leaders are, health and wellness is very, very important because I come from a holistic, you know, I started doing the whole holistic approach. So it's a mind, body, spirit um, approach. Um, mindset is very huge. So with team leaders, you know, they are the, they are developing teams and teams are individuals. <laughs> so when you're dealing with them full wellness spectrum, I learned that you know, you can eat all the healthy food you want, but if you are stressed, you have problems with your relationships, you're not happy in your career, you're not going to grow, you're not gonna move forward, you're just going to be stuck in that place. So when we're talking about developing team leaders and teams, you know, you're really motivating that individual and, you know, what makes them tick, what's going on in their life, you know, give them a new perspective, give them a new mindset um, and try to draw that out of them because every, you know, as a life coach, an individual, they are the highest authority of their life. And when you're dealing with in the workplace, you want them to be and do their best. Yeah. So like, I know, um, if I have like a training to do and, you know, for work and I got into a fight with my boyfriend or whatever, it's really hard for me to focus. Like you said, mm -hmm. like, I, I think issues sometimes they directly affect the workplace, um, personal issues. Oh, definitely. And I can only imagine, you know, how, you know, team leaders, they have to keep it all together, you know? It so. is. You know, with the, because you want the, the one thing about team leaders, they have to learn how to manage themselves. You know, mm -hmm. they are managers. And what it, what it really comes down to is self-management. And, you know, in the work that I do, it's you're generating a state. So whatever is happening all around you, the idea that everyone is more powerful than any situation, circumstance, or condition. Um, everything can be crazy around them, but there, if there's a sense of purpose, um, a sense of, you know, service, um, and, a, you know, being a person of increase for the one who you're training um, and leading, mm -hmm. um, you know, it will, it's effective, you know, because everything is energy. So you bring what you want back. Right, exactly. So my next um, question is, can you share some successful training methods that you've used um, to encourage wellness among employees, specifically with your clients? Well, I, number one, 
develop a sense of awareness and mindfulness. Um, like I said, it is self-management. So the more self-awareness that anyone has, you know, learn your triggers, you know, know what it feels like when you are stressed, you know, different people feel it in different areas. Uh, we say that there's two main feelings, which is just expansion or contraction. So when you're going throughout your day, if you are a very high stress environment, you're probably going to be all contracted <laughs> all day long. And, you know, you're not coming from a place to make good decisions. Um, so know that self-awareness and then second give yourself permission to stop you know that's that's the biggest thing stand know what you're thinking notice what you're noticing give your permission to stop and breathe breathing is one of the biggest um things and simplest things you can do mm -hmm. to shift anything in a moment in a moment's notice if things are going you just stop and just take deep belly breath and then just to you know, get yourself out of that stress response so that you're not coming from a place of reaction. You're coming from a place of, you know, love. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's conscious. Is Everything is conscious. And move. Movement is very important. I mean, whether or not it's just if you're stuck on something, go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, that's why, you know, use what you have. You know, if you just have to get up, stretch, you know, having like just opening up your chest, just doing stretches, you know, to feel that expansion in your body, you know, because it's habitual and your mind and your body want to be in alignment when you're doing that, um, you know, movement. And then, of course, you know, take your lunches, <laughs> take yes. your lunches. Take your break. <laughs> take your lunches, take your breaks, and make it make it worthwhile. You know, people want to scroll on that phone, and I challenge everyone: do not look at your phone. You know, go like experience if you if you are in nature. You know, I live in the city. I work in Manhattan, so I I, I walk around. I, I I work near the um, West Side Highway, so I walk like on the water. You know. Even if it's just to walk around the block, walk in the parking lot, five minutes can change a lot. <laughs> at work. Yes. yes We're definitely. talking about at work, people. At work. Definitely. <laughs> I've so, taken some deep breaths in the bathroom a few times. So, yeah. I, but, but, you know, no one bothers you. You're there. Yeah. And, you know, it, I, it's it's very because you are releasing different things. So yeah. Really? <laughs> So, you know, release that tension, waste, just release all the waste. Mm. You don't need it anymore. So those those pretty much are four very simplistic tips that I tell my clients, you know, just to get started. But it really comes breath, breathing and taking your breaks. Give mm. yourself permission to relax. You know, a lot of stress responses, that's they're just reflective actions. And we want to try and change that habit. And what how you do that is stop and breathing. Right. Thank you for that. So do you think that, um, cause I know I've been, you know, in my career for a while and I've never had a corporate wellness like program at my job. Do you mm. think that wellness programs make employees more engaged and better at their jobs? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, old adage says, 
happy employees, more productivity, you know, they don't just say those things just to say those things. You know, mm -hmm. I don't really think they really see that in action. Um, I think a lot of things are going towards that, though, because, you know, employees are starting to stand up for themselves um, of their health, um, especially what we just come out of. So, you know, and it includes everything, you know, there's a perceived stress um, part to that. Um, a lot of middle managers, especially um, that I have spoken to they, and my clients, they don't feel supportive. They feel alone. You know, there's, there's that support. And really, that's what it is. Those wellness programs are there for support um, and to take, you know, for individuals to take accountability and responsibility for their health. So when you are learning and you're training, you know, you have a new employee and you're onboarding, um, you know, if they're healthy, they're probably what's going to come out and what they do is going to be a lot better <laughs> than if they're not feeling up to par, or if they're not fully engaged. And also it gives them a sense of accomplishment, you know, you know, that shift in, in feeling good about themselves, whether or not it's something with their health, whether or not they're dealing something in their relationships. Um, it's, it's very powerful. So yeah. yes, even if they're, you know, not in a lot of places, you know, they're still not getting the whole wellness programs in corporate America. But, you know, that is the goal <laughs> that I would like to veer into because, you know, employees are the legs that companies stand on. Right, right. And it's so much more than like, I know we focus on the physical aspect, like weight, you know, smoking, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of things we can't see, like mental health, that I mm -hmm. think is a huge, um, not an issue, but I know for myself, it, it can go unnoticed, you know, like you got to have everything together. I'm thinking about the team leaders, you know, and what they may be going through and how a wellness program might be beneficial for them um, when they do face adversity. Um, yeah, that's why it is It is really a way of support and how they approach. You know, it is, it's directing their focus to something that is not, oh my God, this is happening over here, or this is happening here. There's so much going on every single day. So really directing their focus and standing portal of their own mind and their thoughts, you know, because thoughts lead to feelings, lead to actions, lead to your results. So they have to be empowered, you know, and how do we get them to be empowered? I was like, you give them, that's, you give them the space um, to release all that. And then you give them the support so they can do what is best that they do, which is, building teams and connecting with people and making things happen. And as a result, making money. And making know? money because ultimately <laughs> that is the whole productivity. <laughs> so what difficulties do you think companies face when starting wellness programs or what, what might they face? Um, the buy-in, you know, mm -hmm. just like I said, it is, a lot of people in corporate America or businesses, they don't really see this yet. I mean, they do have HR programs, but usually HR programs are dedicated to the company, not necessarily so much the employee. Um, 
the buy-in, it's a different mindset. It's a different um, way of looking at things, a different possibility that, you know, if we can build these strong employees, then maybe we can build, you know, and expand our businesses. You know, wow, that's a very simple concept, but a lot hard to sell to huge companies because once they decide for that, then comes do we have the funding? Do we mm -hmm. have something in the budgets? Do we have, can, can we hire out for that? Like whatever their vision is for that, because a lot of them don't see a vision for that or they don't even understand that. So that's where I feel that we come in as like health advocates, you know, for employees to these businesses that, hey, look, you have you these employees, um, and they need help. <laughs> they need help. And if you help them, they ultimately will help you. And everything will just, you know, eventually fall into place. So that's number one, they have to in the buy-in. And also the value, the value they put into it, because, you know, once they put the value on it, are they willing to invest in it? Mm -hmm. That's really where it comes down to. Um, because then they will have to decide for it. So that I think that is one of the biggest obstacles. Again, it's just changing. Like, is it worth the money? Yeah, like is it is worth it the worth money? It? You know, okay. everyone, you know, we talk about ROI, you know, is it the return on investment? And let's face it, people do not like change. Right. <laughs> you know, people do not like change. So it's a, you know, it's one thing if you could show numbers you know, but when you're, when you're dealing with people, it's a very, it's a different, it's a, it's different because you can't, the results you're showing you year one, you're not probably not going to see anything mm -hmm. or you're, you're probably seeing in the third year, but again, you know, you have to be committed to that, mm -hmm. you know, and not give up so soon because yeah. I've known different places that started with wellness like programs and, they give up soon, like within nine months. I was like, that's not, that's not going to cut it. <laughs> you know? So it really is, you know, the value they put in, in, you know, employee wellness yeah. and the investment they're willing, it's the willingness to invest. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of like change management stuff, you know, it's oh like, yeah, you know, middle managers are change managers. <laughs> That's why you start with them. Like mm -hmm. they are, and especially if they were the ones who've been unsupported and ignored through a lot of their careers. Um, you know, that's where you start. You know, a lot of them haven't had training to be a good manager, you know, they to to learn how to develop individuals. And that's really what you want because you want individuals to be motivated to do their best because the collective best leads to a lot of great productivity, a lot of great results, and of course, money. <laughs> right. And you can't give away what you don't have. So no. if I'm a team leader trying to, you know, make my team more empathetic and I'm not, then I'm not going to be able to transmit no. that. You lead to me, leaders, you know, as a leader, you lead by example, you know, it is, it is who you are being every single day. So, you know, my, I mean, I think we're going back to the question of like, how can we do that? I was just like, I always imagined like the greatest 
leader I've ever seen and what qualities they have. And I try to be that, <laughs> you know, I try to embody that and show up that way every day to serve an employee. And that's pretty much where it is. I will never ask an employee to do anything or that I will not do. So, and then that's how you garner, you know, all the, their buy-in, you know, even for employees, you know, because, and you believe in them, the, the belief that you have that they can achieve something, especially if you're working towards a common goal, you know, that's huge. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what teams, how teams operate. They're, they're working towards a common goal and they lift each other up. They, they lean on each other. And, you know, as a team leader, all you are there for is to allow them to have that space to do their best. And every day is a learning experience. And every day is learning every day because, you know, change, change is inevitable. We change every day. We are not the same as we were the day before. Um, and we learn something new every day, whether it be in business for ourselves. So, you know, in any annoying, irritating thing that happens, you know, that people perceive as being bad, there's something to be learned from there. Yeah. You know, so that's when you, you do the whole mindset shift is like, what can I learn from this? You know, this is, this is part of my growing. This is part of like, this is what I have to, to face in order to level up to my next great thing <laughs> for myself. So, right. Right. so, um, my last question is, what tips would you give health and wellness companies to improve their training, education, or wellness programs? Oh, continue learning. Just continue learning. Um, find your people. Find your tribe. <laughs> um, you know, learn from them. You know, because everyone has different niches. Like my, I want to, uh, mine is I want to focus in the business world. Um, when I started health coaching, you know, I got myself into a program where I met, you know, 85 practicing health coaches. I want to see what they're doing, you know, how they're teaching, you know, things that I want to incorporate. Um, know what's going on at, in conventional medicine at large, too, you know, because wellness programs, you know, they they work integratively with with conventional medicine, you know, especially with holistic approaches. So it's just like, there's not just a one size fits all, mm -hmm. you know, so continue learning, continue to get the message out there. You know, people need our help. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of suffering and pain in the world, but there's a lot of suffering and pain in, and for people themselves. And, you know, that's where you want to start because, you know, one shift can change, can make the biggest change. And, you know, those little steps, you know, can make huge impacts later on down the line. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. How can um, people reach you if they want to get in contact with you? I, I only really have my LinkedIn page right now. Okay. Everything is sort of in development. So they can find me at Candice Gadamas. They can contact me there or I have Live Love 500 page. So they can connect with me over there. Um, I'm developing a whole new slew of new things <laughs> for next year. I'm doing my, um, planning. So, 
Okay, great. Well, I will be sure to link all that stuff in the description. Um, Candice, I want to thank you so much for this wonderful chat. Is there anything else you would like to add before we go? No, thank you so much for having me. This Perfect. has been wonderful. Yes, alrighty. Thank you. As this episode comes to a close, I'm Octavia, reminding you that in the realm of health and wellness, learning is an evolving map. Thanks for joining me on the Wellness Blueprint Podcast. Keep charting new paths in education, and I'll be here to guide you again soon.